Mahasapha said to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, a son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita should see in this way, seeing the five skandhas to be emptiness. Form is emptiness, emptiness also is form, emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics. There is no birth and no cessation. There is no impurity and no purity. There is no decrease and no increase. Therefore, Shariputra, in emptiness there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no dharmas, no eye, datu, up to no mind, datu, no datu of dharmas, no mind consciousness, datu, no ignorance, no end of ignorance, up to no old age and death. No end of old age and death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, no path, no wisdom, no attainment, and no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awaken to unsurpassable, true, complete enlightenment. Therefore, the great mantra of Prajnaparamita, the mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequaled mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as truth since there is no deception. Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Heyata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangati Bodhisoha. Thus, Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should try found Prajnaparamita. Then the Blessed One arose from that samadhi and praised noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. When the Blessed One had said this, Venerable Shariputra and noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, asuras, and gandharvas rejoiced and praised the words of the Blessed One. Sandra <laughs> The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm.
Holy Lamas, high, wrap the sky of your Dharma bodies in massive clouds of knowledge and love, and let them pour upon the earth of your disciples as we are ready, a shower of rain, the teachings deep and wide. This jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. Today, 
So today is the uh, a special time, and uh, today is the world uh, uh, peace protector. Uh, so the Zamaling is world, Shiwa is peace, and he's Suma, which is a protector. So uh, there's some sort of special time, it's a special day that relates to uh, the world peace protector of peace uh, today, of the world. Uh, it would be Pamasambhava. The Suma Pavasambhava in. So uh, when when we're we're uh, thinking when we're making offerings and so forth, we're thinking about the world peace that this uh, the pacification of the world that this protector can create. As a note, the pacification Padmasambhava made in, in Tibet. So the pacification of the world that this protector creates. So when we're making offerings and so forth today, we think about this. So in Tibet, they make many of the powdered incense offering. Uh, and then in India, they make more of the actual incense offering. So there's the the uh, the song, the juniper, the powder and juniper incense offering. Uh, and then in India, it's more of the sticked incense offerings that are done today. Uh, so we also see this uh, uh, offering of the uh, um, smokes and, and uh, juniper powdered incense and so forth in the Bon tradition as well. Uh, so today, this is the time of the, this is the time of that. Let's <laughs> So once again, uh, we are uh, looking at Lama Tsongkhapa's great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment. Uh, and if we follow the outline, we'll see that it begins with uh, relying on the teacher that is a root of the path. And then the second point of how students train their minds after having relied upon the teacher. 
Uh, and then in the section of how students train their minds after having relied upon the teacher, the two categories of the exhortation to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity, and then the second point of how to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, under the heading of how to take advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity, we have training the mind, the stages of the path shared in common with beings of small capacity, training the mind, the stages of the path shared in common with beings of medium capacity and training the mind the stages of the path for beings of great capacity. So in the beginning category, training the mind the stage of the path shared in common with beings of small capacity, uh, we have the first, we have three categories, three points that are made. The actual training of thought of a person of small capacity, the measure of the training of thought or the measure of the attitude of a person of small capacity, uh, and then dispelling any misconceptions related to a person of small capacity. Uh, so that first uh, um, category of developing the training of thought of a person of small capacity uh, has two categories, developing a state of mind that strives diligently for the sake of future lives, uh, and then the second point of relying on a method or a means for achieving happiness in one's next life. Uh, so under that category, the second category, we have uh, two points or two topics. First, uh, uh, refuge or going for refuge, and then secondly, the karma and its results. So the first section, uh, going for refuge, has four points. Uh, first, the causes of going for refuge. Second, based on that, the objects to which you go for refuge to. Uh, third, uh, um, how to go for refuge. And then the fourth, the precepts or the advices that are related uh, to going for refuge. Uh, so if you look at that four category outline, the fourth category of the precepts of refuge or the advices uh, for refuge is the section that we're dealing with. <coughs> Uh, and then there are two ways that the advices or the precepts are ex explained. First, uh, by way of the compendium of determinations, uh, and then secondly, by way of the oral tradition. And then the oral tradition is explained in terms of the uh, uncommon precepts and the common precepts, or the uh, um, uh, sh uh, specific precepts and the general precepts. Uh, so we're currently in the uh, precepts that are in common section, or the advices that are in common uh, and this is according to the oral tradition. Uh, so we're in the general precept section, and then we're going to go through the six precepts uh, uh, again, uh, because if we go around these topics again and again, again, and again then we'll know them. What <laughs> Uh, so the six uh, are as followed. So these are the general precepts of the uh, uh, precepts that are in common. 
to the three jewels. Uh, so first is by recalling the differences and the good qualities of the three jewels go for refuge again and again. Uh, so that's the first. The second is by recalling the great kindness of the three jewels, strive to worship them constantly and offer the first portion uh, of your food or drink. Uh, or first, offer your food and drink to the three jewels uh, is another way that you could translate that. So it doesn't, isn't a separate portion. So first offer, then you can utilize it. Uh, uh, establish other living beings in the practice by considering them with compassion. Whatever activity you engage in, whatever your purpose, make offerings and supplications to the three jewels, forsaking any other worldly methods. Uh, after knowing the benefits or understanding the benefits, go for refuge three times in the day and three times at night. Uh, and then maintain your refuge and do not forsake the three jewels even in jest or if it costs one's life, costs your life. So these are the six uh, um, general precepts. Uh, that are gone over. Mm. Uh, so we're going to go over the section in the Lamrim Chemo uh, again uh, on page 197 in the English uh, and 147. Uh, begins in the Tibetan. <laughs> Uh, so we begin here by recalling the distinctions and good qualities of the three jewels go for refuge again and again. As previously explained, uh, as explained before in the Lamrim Chemo, you should repeatedly keep in mind the differences between non-Buddhists and Buddhists, so the difference between a non-Buddhist and Buddhist teacher a non-Buddhist and Buddhist truth or uh, teaching, uh, and the difference between non-Buddhist and Buddhist disciples or students. Uh, so we've gone over that. The distinction among the three jewels, the difference, differences or the distinctions among the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sanghas. Uh, so this point gone over. And then the good qualities or the excellent qualities of the three jewels. Uh, so this falls categorically under uh, continuous offering or constant offering uh, category. category. Ta 
and the Sanjig Chilede, and over the Chukun to Kunju Kunju Songi, Ne Kazuka, Cutting Latin, eh, and then as Lulonju, Kazun Suba La Suba, or to Sukunjo Yuta, Cutting Chibujis to Tene, and eh, Chubala Tunjins, Luta to Mazu Chuban Biato, what a Betunja Wood, a College of Woodes, Zawa and Jayu Pujan Biwanes, Tanga Sanjil Chuban Bugures, take home the Cabandus and a thing as the Jabale, Sanjil Sonajin and Senior Jans, Sanjil Kaba Senior Jantella Sheba Sheba Zumiduro, Sheson Bata Rosa, Ta Sanjil Chuba Pina Sanjig and Sanjil Payata, Sanjil Chuba Mapina, Sanjil Mapayata New York Maris, Sanjil Kaba Tomason Sosabe, Senior Senior Jan, Tella Sheba Sheba Zumiduros. Sheba Sanjay Kaba Tramason to Sabe, the Kazinia between the Rala Kazuka Rala, Dele Taji, Sanjay Kanjuson Chuban Bugina, and the Suzule, and the Debo Dendro Yungre, Taba Yungre, Sanjay Kubon Yungres, the Suzul Pench of Yungres, Kazinia between Rala Dele Kanjon Taji, Kanju Kadin Sheba Shilas. Sosul then presents to Batsama law and the Kunju Kadi in Bate, Sheba Shiku Kadi, Sheba Shela, Sheba Zui Sambe, Sheba Zui Sambe in Chuba Shawusa, Kunjus on Chumbu Wurus, what is a murder? What about Jijana? So that, uh, that is the, the uh, uh, explanation of the first category. By recalling distinctions and good qualities of the three jewels, go for refuge again and again. The second point, by recalling the great kindness of the three jewels, strive to worship them constantly and offer the first portion of your food and drink. So this is uh, to make an offering uh, first of one's food and drink uh, whenever one uses these substances by recognizing the kindness of the three jewels. Uh, so we recognize that um, the, all of our body and enjoyments uh, excellent qualities that we have are, depend upon previous accumulation of virtue. Uh, virtue uh, is the enlightened activities uh, of the Buddha. Uh, so uh, it's because of the Buddha's kindness uh, and enlightened activities that we're able to accumulate virtue that the results of our body and the enjoyments and the uh, excellent qualities that we have uh, um, come about. Uh, so, we, it depends upon the enlightened activities, or more literally, our virtue is the enlightened activities uh, of the Buddha. Um, so then we look for where do we find uh, um, this point made, uh, and we find it in the King of Concentration's uh, Sutra, uh, where it states that, though they obtain food due to the Buddha's merit, the childish do not repay uh, their kindness. So the Buddha's uh, there is referring to the Buddha's kindness. The Buddha accumulated merit for three countless eons. Um, uh, so all of these uh, um, excellent qualities in the body and enjoyments that we have are due to the Buddha's 
um, accumulation of merit because they depend on the enlightened activities of the Buddha and the Buddha became a Buddha through the three countless eons of merit. Um, so we see here uh, that um, we are obtaining this, here it says food, uh, and then it'll go on later to explain that food um, because of the Buddha's merit, because of this accumulation of merit through three countless eons. And it says the childish do not repay their kindness. So the ordinary beings, this word childish uh, stands for ordinary beings, normal beings, ordinary beings, uh, um, do not repay their kindness because they don't know that these um, enjoyments in their body and so forth are a result of the Buddha's kindness. Uh, so they're childish, they're ordinary beings, and they don't know that the reason that they have these things are because of the enlightened activities of the Buddha. Uh, and then it says, thus knowing that all temporary happiness and certain goodness that you experience, uh, symbolized by food, so food here is the symbol of these, uh, um, it says temporary happiness and certain goodness. So uh, referring to uh, rebirth in the higher realms, uh, and then of temporary happiness and then certain goodness of liberation and then complete Buddhahood. Um, so we find that all of these forms of happiness that can be experienced uh, um, uh, um, and then this food is used as a symbol to represent these are due to the kindness of the three jewels. You should make offerings with the intention of repaying uh, their kindness. Chubashawata Chubashawatalachuro,Chubashawatalachuje, uh, so then, uh, the next section, uh, it says, uh, with regard to offerings, there are two categories, the actions of offering and then the attitudes. Uh, so the actions of offering, uh, there is a, quite a bit of information. We find uh, ten uh, categories, and this falls categorically um, in Jamin Sheba's uh, outline into the action of offering, which is the second. Uh, and then the third uh, category is the attitude of offering in Jamin Sheba's uh, commentary. And the attitude of offering is the, the one has the attitude that these things are beneficial, and then there are six reasons uh, that are presented. Um, in the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment rel related to these attitudes and the reasons they're beneficial. Um, so we'll begin then with the ten actions uh, um, or activities of offering or actions of offering. Uh, so it begins with the offering to the body, second offering to stupa, third offering to the directly perceived, fourth offering to the not directly perceived, five offering made by oneself, Six, offering uh, one helps others to make. Seven, 
offering made by oneself and an offering that one helps others to make. Number eight, the vast offering. Uh, number nine, heartfelt, I'm sorry, number nine, uh, offering not possessing the thoroughly afflicted. Uh, and then number ten, uh, the concordant offerings. Uh, so these are the ten categories of offering uh, in the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment. What the Never Mamma so then the question is, what does one offer to the Buddha's body, to the stupas and so forth? Uh, then the next point that's made we find uh, on page 198 uh, in the English uh, we make offerings of wealth uh, and service uh, so this is not again just anybody's following this number seven is not our number seven this is uh, an explanation of what one is offering number seven is actually an offering made by oneself and an offering that uh, help one helps others to make that's a combination in common between those two points uh, so then what does one offer in all these cases of offering to the stupa, etc., etc., etc.? One offers wealth and service. Uh, so it says wealth and service are offerings to a Buddha or his stupa consisting of gifts of clothing, food, bedding, seats, medicine, personal necessities, incense, aromatic powders and ointments, flower garlands, music, and various types of lamps. There are also offering respectful speech, prostrations, rising before the other, hands joined together respectfully, a variety of praises, obeisance with your limbs and head touching the ground and circle and clockwise circumambulation. Moreover, the inexhaustible gifts such as fields can be given as well as offerings of jewels, earrings, bracelets, and the like. <coughs> At least there are offerings of bells, silver clothes, spools of thread to the Buddha's body and stupas. Uh, so this is, uh, um, w you, you find offerings of wealth and service uh, are, you could, you could translate it either way, I guess. Offerings of wealth and service are offerings consisting of gifts, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and then ending with to the Buddhas and the stupas. Um, so uh, you could switch this around either way. Uh, when Rinpoche uh, was giving his, uh, reading through it, he said that at the end. So, uh, um, that's 
So the next vast offerings means offering of the above wealth and service over a long duration. Furthermore, they have seven qualities, being copious, excellent, both perceived and directly perceived and not directly perceived, done by both oneself and others, uh, and off, being offered with heartfelt delight, fervent aspiration, and with the merit being dedicated to perfect uh, enlightenment. Uh, so uh, this, these are the uh, vast offerings, and then there are seven uh, qualities that are listed. Number eight. Well, <laughs> Lelu <laughs> Sanjilatibijabulas <laughs> So the next, number nine, is offerings not contaminated with afflictions are offerings with six qualities. Uh, uh, so if one, uh, so this first is manually by yourself or with one's own hands, not making others to do them, um, out of contempt, carelessness, or laziness. So here um, uh, it's, it's saying uh, if any of the uh, um, negativities are present, when one is manually by oneself or with one's own hand making an offering, uh, then it does not categorically fall under an offering not contaminated with the affliction. So even if one is making an offering, if one possesses, for instance, pride or miserliness or uh, um, contempt or carelessness uh, or laziness, if any of these things are present when one is making it with one's own hand, then it is necessarily an offering that is contaminated or possessing the affliction. So if one makes an offering with one's own hand and it is free of any among the afflictions, then it becomes an offering not possessing among the afflictions, not contaminated with the afflictions. Uh, so this is the first point, that it's done by oneself uh, and isn't done uh, by oneself, not, made, not making someone else to do it, and isn't done uh, out of contempt, 
laziness or mixed with mixed with or while being contempt having contempt or et cetera et cetera uh, contempt carelessness or laziness uh, done with respect uh, without a distracted mind or without distracted uh, free of, of the afflictions in that they are not mixed with attachment and the like. Uh, without uh, exception of receiving wealth and service from kings and so on who have faith in the Buddha uh, and with concordant things uh, and concordant things and so here we have proper material uh, uh, accompaniments uh, proper material accompaniments are, are concordant or proper things uh, include whatever is free of improper things or inappropriate things uh, so here there are a list of what is inappropriate in order to explain what is appropriate. So what is uh, not concordant to explain what concordant means. Uh, so here it says uh, um, even, if, uh, even if one is acting properly, uh, it's not appropriate to anoint something with bala. Uh, to uh, medicinal ointment. So, I don't know, Bala, we decided, was a, a sort of a fake gold paint. Uh, so, just as a note, soaking something in clarified butter should really say washing, where true means to wash. So, washing something in uh, boiled butter, which is clarified butter, burning a, frag uh, uh, off burning a fragrant gukul resin or offering uh, the remnants of a spirit offering, the gukul uh, resin, the remnants, offering white uh, acra flowers and so forth. Uh, so these are the list of the things that are not uh, concordant. Decent. Mm. So if we go through this slowly, and then each individual will understand, each individual here will then understand and what the meaning of these things are very well. So, as individuals slowly look at this and read it, then they'll, the understanding is going to uh, come. The clear, the real understanding. So then it says, if you don't have these offerings yourself and you haven't requested them from someone else, uh, so this sentence here uh, that says, uh, if you have neither prepared these offering materials yourself nor requested them from others. So if you don't have these offering materials yourself and you haven't requested them from others, you can. Uh, and then it goes on. Dene? Mena? Chubba so then uh, it goes on to say, um, 
you should delight in all the appropriate offerings to the Tathagatas that exist throughout the universe. Imagine them to be vast and pervasive and rejoice in others offering them. Uh, so one is rejoicing. So rejoicing is a very easy way uh, that uh, requires very little effort, but it, uh, allows one to accumulate a vast amount of merit. Uh, so rejoicing in offerings others have made, and others have made throughout the entire universe, uh, um, to all of the Tathagatas that exist. So uh, one is rejoicing in these offerings, and then one can also offer things that are unowned. Uh, so this all kind of goes together. Having made this great measureless offering, uh, you will with little difficulty amass the accumulations necessary for attaining enlightenment. Strive constantly to do this with a contented, happy mind. As it says in the Cloud of Jewels Sutra and Array of Tree Pledges, you can also give unowned flowers, fruit, trees, jewels, and the like. So here are examples of offerings one can make of unowned things, offerings that are rejoicing in others, making offerings. Uh, so examples of a multitude of ways that one can make offerings, even if one isn't, uh, have one, him or herself, or hasn't asked someone for them. Uh, so there are, these are examples of the ways that the, uh, these things can, uh, offerings can be made uh, with the absence of the material accompaniments and so forth. So, uh, um, that's it. Dixon. So the sixth is the offering of, pra I'm sorry, the tenth uh, point is the offering of practice. Then <laughs> uh, so then the, now we have number 10, offering of practice. And if we look at this category, we can find that this really condenses the entire meaning uh, of Atisha's uh, Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment and that introductory stanza that says, understand that there are persons of three capacities, small, middling, and great. I shall write clearly identifying their characteristics or define these very clearly for you. Uh, so then here... Uh, this is an offering of practice. So here it says, entail recollecting the four immeasurables, the four immeasurables referring to the 
prayer, may all sentient beings have happiness in the causes of happiness, may all sentient beings be free from suffering in the causes of suffering, may all sentient beings never be separated from the happiness that knows no suffering, may all sentient beings live in equanimity free from attachment and aversion. Uh, and then the fourfold condensation of the teaching, or the four spheres of the teaching, uh, uh, all composite all compound phenomena are impermanent. All contaminated things are suffering or are here are miserable. All phenomena are selfless, and nirvana is bliss uh, and peace. Uh, so here, this is the fourfold, you know, condensing all of the teachings into four points. Uh, then the next, the three. <coughs> Uh, so the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, and the perfections, the six perfections, the ten perfections, admiring profound emptiness and fixing on it without conceptualization. So one achieves a non-conceptual understanding of emptiness through first achieving the wisdom arisen from listening, and then the wisdom arisen from contemplation. Uh, and then uh, through that contemplation, one arrives at a union of calm abiding and special insight, uh, and then through meditate wisdom, wisdom arisen from meditation, one has a direct perception of emptiness, a non-conceptual uh, perception. Uh, so this is how one uh, um, uh, fixes on it without conceptualization through those stages of, of uh, uh, practice to non-conceptualization related to emptiness uh, um, or direct perception, if you will. Uh, disciplining your mind through the vows of ethical discipline, the various um, moralities get put forth by the Buddha of the individual liberation moralities, the bodhisattva moralities, the tantric moralities, and meditating on and striving for the factors of enlightenment. Here this is referring to the various factors of enlightenment. Uh, in the Abhisam Alamkara in the fourth chapter, we find the 34 uh, factors of enlightenment, the 37 factors of enlightenment, and the 39 uh, factors uh, of enlightenment. So we find it uh, divided into uh, 37, 34, <coughs> and 39 uh, different factors of enlightenment. So uh, we can say that there's, those are what it's referring to. Uh, um, uh, and meditating on and striving, uh, I'm sorry, the perfections. Uh, so, um, uh, so the um, so the, the 30, so going back, the 37 are related to the learners, the 34 to bodhisattvas, and the 39 to the Buddhas, those the factors of enlightenment. Um, and then the perfections, causal perfection uh, and resultant perfection. So causal perfection uh, referring to the uh, four first Mahayana paths, uh, um, the path of uh, accumulation, the path of preparation, the path of seeing, and the path of meditation. Uh, and then the resultant perfections, the perfection which is the stage of no more learning. Uh, so these would be the resultant perfections. Um, uh, so I'm not sure if, if I'm going to repeat it. If Rinpoche didn't say it, I apologize. And we find those in this uh, mantra, Jata Om Gate Gate Para Gate Para Sangate Bodhisoha, the four ways to gather disciples. Uh, so here we find one gathers disciples through generosity, one gathers disciples through uh, uh, speaking uh, with a kind voice, speaking sweetly. Uh, one gathers disciples by only acting in, for their benefit or looking only to benefit them. And one gathers disciples uh, um, by engaging in the practices that one is saying to engage in, by doing, by uh, um, uh, living the, the stages that oneself, or actually applying the practices oneself is the literal, applying the practices oneself. Uh, so these are the four ways to gather disciples. And then it says, uh, uh, all for at least as long as, 
So do this with great effort uh, is what it should read. So do this with a great amount of effort. Uh, the word, the word that for effort or perseverance in the perfections is used in the text in the Lamrim Chemo and says to do this with great effort. so then it says to make these ten types of offerings to the three jewels is to make a complete offering. So uh, a whole offering or a, 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 an offering that isn't missing anything. Uh, so if it has uh, these ten, uh, make these ten types of offerings to the three jewels is to make a complete offering. The second aspect of offering, the attitude. So if we look at the um, outline of Jayan Sheba's uh, outline, we find this to be the third. First is the constant or the offering made every time. Uh, the second is the action of offering, and then the third is the attitude of offering. So here, um, in this, uh, it says the attitude is as follows. Um, uh, when you make these ten types of offerings, there are six attitudes that will render immeasurable the result of even a small offering to any of the three jewels. Uh, so uh, you make offerings with the thoughts that... What the... What the... So so here, the second aspect of offering, the attitude is as follows. When you make these ten types of offerings, there are six attitudes uh, that will render the result of even a small offering to any of the three jewels. Uh, render immeasurable 
the result of even a small offering to the three jewels. So if one has this attitude, uh, even if it's a little offering, the results will be in a, a measurable accumulation of merit. Uh, so one should have in mind uh, these uh, reasons that it is so beneficial to make offerings, uh, um, uh, 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 to make these ten types of offerings. Uh, so here it says there are no higher, there is no higher field of good qualities. There is no higher uh, benefactor. There's no one who wishes to benefit uh, more. He is the best of all living beings. He is extremely rare, like a Udamvara flower. Uh, since only one Buddha appears in a universe of three billion world systems, he is the only one, uh, and he's the foundation of all uh, mundane and super mundane, or worldly and out of worldly good. This way. Then so uh, here uh, it says I have written about these ten types of offerings and six attitudes as they appear in the Bodhisattva level so according to Asanga's text the Bodhisattva Bhumis it says, uh, you should always make the best offering you can. Make especially good offerings on auspicious occasions and holidays to the best of your ability. Uh, so here in the outline of uh, um, Jayan Sheba, uh, this comes into the fourth category that will begin uh, the, a set of 10 points, making for the total of 13. Uh, and this uh, number four deals with the time of offering, the best time of offering. Uh, uh, and here... 
Um, it, it's saying uh, auspicious occasions and holidays. So uh, during important times, one makes offerings, uh, and it makes them more powerful. So during the, the time of Sakadawa, uh, the time of uh, the uh, Lama Tsongkhapa time, and, and so forth, it's particularly important time. Do time or a great time. Uh, is that uh, when uh, one makes these makes uh, uh, especially good offerings um, because of the power of that day? Um, so uh, this is number four. So the first is the continuous offering, the second action of offering, the third attitude of offering, and then the fourth uh, is the time of offering. <laughs> Furthermore, uh, since you constantly, so this is number five, uh, which is a small offering that becomes vast. If I said before that was after three, I made the mistake of reading the, the, the part that's similar, that sounds similar to that. Uh, so it's actually is number, f number five is the small offering that becomes vast. So uh, con continuous offering, action of offering, attitude of offering, the time of offering, and then small offering that becomes vast. So these are the, f the five, according to Jayan Sheba's uh, commentary and his outline related to this section. Uh, so uh, it says, since you constantly have to eat and drink, always offer the first portion of your food and drink. If you do this without fail, you will easily amass a large accumulation of merit. Uh, thus, from the depths of your heart, always offer the first portion of whatever you consume. So uh, a small offering that easily amasses a large accumulation of merit. Uh, so this is the number five category. And so uh, the next is categorically number six, not offering that which is inappropriate offering or uh, uh, tainted, I saw somewhere else, or inappropriate. Uh, so then here it says, uh, there's a quote from Sharawa. Uh, uh, it says, furthermore, Sharawa stated, uh, 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 do, I think he read it, I'm sorry. Do not offer things such as moldy cheese, yellow leaves, but use what you have that is good. Offering the first portion of tea will not be beneficial if it's done like clearing away some dust. Uh, so here, uh, an inappropriate offering, in, in, for instance, would be something that's rotten 
so if one has cheese that's rotten or something that's rusted that making an offering, something that's not uh, nice, uh, something that's old, uh, and uh, um, but in the sense of being ruined, just so that when I say that, it's in the sense of being uh, rusty or contaminated or moldy or rotten. Uh, so these are the things that categorically fa fall under the inappropriate uh, or the, taint the, the, the tainted um, offering. Uh, so this was number six in Jayan Sheva's uh, outline. Chuba的马达不就把人多啊，他对于把这的，就把了，可别去的，就把了，可别去的，不拿，先杀先多，先杀先多，先把先了，三门的就是马达，把，对吧？然后，这咱就没法把他，就没法把他，但是，这里他这
basically. Um, it doesn't say a fertile field is a bad field. It just says a bad field, a field is bad if it's not in the right season. Um, it's, uh, it's not fertile if it's not in the right season, implying that if, even if it's fertile, it's not fertile in the right season. But, so it is appropriate, so it is a, uh, actually planted, so it is appropriate continuously to plant the seeds of temporary happiness and certain goodness throughout the four seasons in the fertile field that gives rise to all temporary happiness and certain goodness in this and future lives. But you till this field with the plow uh, of faith um, uh, um, so here, one can accumulate virtuous activities in all four seasons. So the field of merit, in this case, is always fertile, even in winter, spring, summer, and fall. It's not just fertile at one point in time. Uh, so one is, is able to accumulate, plant virtuous seeds constantly in this fertile field. Uh, um, and I asked Rinpoche what the distinction was between the first one, if one, people were at wondering, <coughs> which is continuous offering, uh, and then the seventh one, uh, which is, seems to be a continuous offering, but it's related to the field, the fertile fertility of the field uh, of offering of, that one is making, and that, it's pow that fertility is there uh, it's a good field at all times to plant these seeds of virtue in. Uh, so uh, it's related to the, uh, um, the actual objects of offering being a fertile field to accumulate virtue in at all times as opposed to just making this offering every t continuously every time. Um, so if that, I hope that clarifies it a little bit. I'm looking for, seeking more clarification, so hopefully I can get it a little bit better. Um, but it doesn't read in the English and the Tibetan, so it's a little bit uh, um, hard. Uh, and then the Tama, Tama Dondagare, the Tepa, the Chiran Molanja, the Gare Sumpere. The Molan. で、テーパー。これ、新さしんとしんばんら、サブンデデュソ。レッサ。レッサ。コシジンロテゴヤマルバヒナ、テンダブレス。レッサ。テーダレ。ね、ジュ、メペバタレス。デシデレタンジンジ
I think that's the meaning of it. I'm sorry to do that, but it, it seems like it's just having this faith and aspiration isn't enough. One needs to uh, um, plow this field. It's almost like faith isn't enough. One needs to plow the field also. Um, something along those lines. Uh, so the, that's what I kept asking. It seems like that's the, the essence of the meaning of it. Um, uh, so we'll take a short break. Uh, so if you sit in front of a field and you don't plant it in a time that you want to plant that is appropriate because it's it's the wrong season then it's an infertile field so it's considered a bad field even if you stand in front of that field and make a prayer for it to grow and be fertile it will not be but example this example then the pause is at the guy of maruba je pause is at the Mm. So it's not a fertile field if you don't plant the seeds of virtue in it. Even if you have this fertile field that is fertile, winter, spring, summer, and fall, just making a prayer, may virtue come to me, winter, spring, summer, and fall, will not produce the effects. One has to plant the seeds of virtue in that field. This is the meaning of that. だんだん <laughs> Some she Chenapon Tell you about the
So I just have to read through this. Uh, if you do not do this, you will be extremely poor in merit. Hence, as the praise and honor of one worthy of praise. No field of merit is uh, of merit like you exists in the three worlds. You are the supreme recipient of gifts. You, the pure one who makes a robe amongst pure. Just as the height and breadth of the firmament have no limit, there is no limit to the fruition of helping you or harming you. I didn't read that before. Rumiche just read it. Uh, since our practice is such that we cannot even think of a supreme field of merit as we would an ordinary field, so we are not thinking of the supreme field of merit as an ordinary field because it's constantly uh, fertile, we should always strive to make offerings uh, um, to the three jewels. Uh, so we should continuously uh, make offerings to the supreme field of merit uh, um, all the time. Uh, by doing so, our mind's power with respect to the stage of the path will increase as a result of the strength of the roots of virtue grown in this excellent field of merit. Powerful. Jepa, the giant Sheba Sache Gare? Jeba so the eighth category then is that it's not an ordinary, it's a supreme, making offerings to the supreme field. Uh, so here it says, cannot, uh, we cannot even think of a supreme field of merit as we would an ordinary field. We should always strive to make offerings to the three jewels. So making them to, to the supreme. Uh, so this quote before it, uh, no field of merit uh, exists like you, et cetera, et cetera. So this is a making an offering to the supreme field. Uh, and then the ninth category, Gopa, the Mingare. Gopa, the Gopa, the Tetra Chubis, and the Kunjus on the Le, and the Chubby Shin Chuimba, the Santane, Kunjus on Chuba Bugina, and the Karu Yungare, Dendu Yungare, Taba Yungare, Sanji Kumungus, what is in the day. Tetra Shena, Shin Tambala, Gata Trembeza, Kunjus on the, and the Chubby. Chubby, she 
So the next is to rely on the power of the field of merit. Uh, this is the ninth point. Uh, so here uh, it says, by doing so, our mind's power with respect to the stage of the path, one's uh, ability to engage in the stage of the path that lead to the higher realms, the stage of the path that lead to liberation, the stage of the path that lead to complete Buddhahood, will increase as a result of the strengths of the roots of of virtue grown in this excellent field of merit. It says, therefore, when our mind's power is so weak that we cannot retain words uh, when we study, so for instance, we can't memorize the things that we're studying, uh, it says, understand the meaning when we reflect. So if we think about these things, we don't understand them very well. Uh, or gain uh, uh, knowledge when we meditate. Wait. When our mind's power is so weak that we cannot retain the words when we study, understand the meanings when we reflect, or gain knowledge when we meditate. So if we're not accomplishing anything through our meditation, uh, then it says we should rely on the power of the field of merit. Um, so recognizing that we make aspirational prayers, make offerings to this field of merit, uh, the, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, uh, uh, and, and uh, so forth. Uh, respect them and so forth. And by doing so, uh, we will be able to increase our abilities to uh, memorize, uh, understand, and meditate on uh, these things. Uh, <coughs> Uh, so this is uh, number nine, uh, relying on the power of the field of merit. Singi thola tembangarma tu lani tauji marve. Singi thola tembangarma tu kunjung kwa ku jundur singa tu kwa tu malo. Singi thola temba kashi kashi tene tabi jutan saji kubu tu jutan rover matu mochwa tene kwa lukwa jundudeles. Singi thola temba gaji tene tabi jutan. So other things that we uh, put, uh, so the uh, other things that we put our faith in do not allow us uh, to um, uh, gain anything but uh, samsara. Uh, so more of cyclic existence, whereas this field of merit has the power to allow us to transcend samsara uh, and achieve the state of liberation or Buddhahood. Uh, 
so here, this uh, from Sri March, March Keta, uh, and this is uh, Arya Shura, uh, who was a non-Buddhist. That uh, his mother uh, said to him to uh, go if you are the greatest scholar around, then you should go to Nalanda and debate the Buddhist monks there, because uh, they are the holders of the. Uh, greatest, the greatest scholars around are the, the masters at Nalanda. So he went to Nalanda and ended up debating Aryadeva, uh, and Aryadeva defeated him uh, in debate, and then he was converted to Buddhism and then sang praises uh, to the Bhagavan uh, constantly. Uh, and here is uh, a, a quote uh, where he's doing that. So first he was, uh, Lopun Pao was uh, uh, um, uh, initially a non-Buddhist. Mm-hmm. So then there's a quote that through relying on uh, the Buddhist uh, doctrine, he was originally non-Buddhist, and through relying on the Buddhist doctrine was able to see the error in the uh, previous views. Uh, so then we find the quote. By depending on you, Bhagavan, my mind, though weak, has broadened like a river in the rainy season, attaining great skill in composing poetry. Uh, so my skill here, Larry Ashur is stating that uh, through depending upon the Buddha, uh, his ability, uh, um, uh, um, his uh, uh, intelligence and skill in composing poetry has become great. Previously, he was a non-Buddhist whose mind, uh, it says, was weak, but then broadened, became greater or more intelligent. Uh, like a river when it's raining. So a river becomes greater very quickly when the rain comes. It, it, the river uh, expands or you know, becomes greater or bigger when the, wa- the rain comes. Uh, it rises. Uh, in the same way, Aryashura is saying, by depending upon you, Buddha, my mind's uh, abilities, intelligence, my skill to compose poetry uh, has risen. <laughs> Jesus, 
Chebayan ane大的马上有没有得心脏，但是现在就是有那些东西。没有，有些东西，但是现在这个马的东西，有些东西，我们把大概说呢，每天提前的，去比那些大了，讲嘛去，去十万呢，不对，现在，啊，东坡这么近
Uh, so here, uh, the meaning, I'm just going to say the meaning behind this first. Uh, so if it's saying that if you have offerings to make, but you say, I can't make them uh, um, uh, um, because I, I just can't afford to or whatever, uh, it's because the Buddha is all-knowing, uh, the Buddha knows that you do have this offering. So it's not appropriate to make a dirty, uh, lesser offering and saying, listen, uh, I, I can't make any other offering than this because the Buddha knows you have more to offer than that. It's like making an o- a blind person making an offering in from, front of sight, someone who can see what they're offering and puts uh, uh, some, some of this dust into something dirty and then tries to pass it off as something very wonderful and then does all these special prayers and so forth uh, to make it look as though something wonderful is happening, but the person can see what just happened. Likewise, the Buddha can see what you're doing, uh, so it's not appropriate to offer these things that aren't as good if you have the things that are good because the Buddha knows. So it says here, for, uh, uh, um, if you say, as I have no merit, I am very poor, I have no other wealth for offerings, this is as Botoa said, like a blind person trying to fool a sighted person by dropping a bit of sod incense into a smelly conch cup and saying, this is water scented with sandal uh, wood and camphor. So uh, in front of a sighted person, they put some of this dust into something very dirty and say, no, this is wonderful, it really is. Uh, so this would be the same as offering something lesser when you really have something more to offer um, because the Buddhas are all knowing. So that's it. What the Guba? Then the Mingare, the Guba. Don't the Haku, the giant Sheba, the the Sache Guba, Mingare. That's in the Shintambala Katatambala Katatambala Shintambala Katatambala Shintambala Katatambala Katatambala Making offerings no matter what, I think, is number nine. Uh, making them no matter what, uh, uh, I think, is number nine. I'm going to get the exact. I'm going to look at the Tibetan uh, um, and get the exact name. So, constant actions, attitude, time, small becomes big, inappropriate, the fertile field, supreme, and then supreme. Power. Oh, the power of the field. Okay. And then I'll work. Ten. Chuba Chichunsu. Sandy Chuba. So the 10th is the motivation. Uh, um, So here it says faith. Uh, So 10th is the motivation. So even if one, for instance, makes a very small offering, but he or she has a mind imbued with the bodhicitta, 
for instance, um, then uh, it becomes a, a, a more powerful offering or a greater offering. So this is the motivation uh, behind the offering, the gulung, the motivation, uh, this section that we just went through. What the pursuit in a tambo? Pompu, not a thing or pu, tenezabo, Jesu, Nassim, Bidjushon, Tata Agarotan, Turkala Soba, Sonching, Sonching, Bilson Batara, Sombatara, Chuba Chumula, Hene, Mapuna. Ne Okay, so the tenth, which is motivation, uh, I just heard the words even more clearly. I think it's the mind mental offering, the mental offering. So the motivate, which is the motivation, but it's the mental offering, sem chupa. So mental offering. Um, so here it says, Puchonwa uh, said, first I gave uh, sod incense with a sharp odor. Next I obtained sweet smelling, long sticks of incense made from the four substances to give. Now I give aromatic, akara, turuska, and the like. Thus, so these are expensive things. Thus, if you despise small, offering, small offerings and do not give them, your entire life will pass in that way. However, if you make earnest effort in stages, beginning with small things, conditions will improve. You should practice as Pachoa did. It is said that on one occasion he made a preparation of incense worth 22 gold coins. So one should, no matter what one has, make offerings to the three jewels. Uh, and in the case of Punchoa, uh, one, because of the blessings that one will uh, receive from uh, the objects of one's offering, the three jewels, one's uh, material abilities to make offerings will increase. Uh, so in the case of Punchoa, he was very poor initially uh, and only had the uh, worst things to offer. Um, uh, not the worst, but you know, uh, bad things or things not of, uh, as good to offer. Uh, and then 
uh, he was gradually able, able, because of the blessings of the field of merit he was offering to, uh, to uh, obtain more, better and better material things to make offerings of. Uh, and then it says there's an exa- a story of him actually uh, taking a large amount. Here the number is uh, uh, 22 gold coins uh, and purchasing incense with those gold coins and making an offering of that. Uh, so Rinpoche said that's a, lar- a very large amount of incense, uh, expensive incense that is being explained here, bought with 22 gold coins. And this falls under it? the mental offering, or mo- which is motivation. Shintanji so we're going to go over, uh, there's a possibility that the Jayan Sheba's outline, uh, Rinpoche is going to go over it and come back with the Jayan Sheba outline. Uh, it's because I was going over the numbers in order. Um, so we're, uh, so uh, the, uh, the next point has to deal with the uh, increase of offerings, offering even the smallest that you have, uh, and then the example of what will happen if you do so. That's going to be in a category. Uh, and then we move on to uh, the great beings who have gained, uh, Rimche read this, great beings who have gained control over material things emanate many hundreds of thousands of bodies each of which in turn emanates hundreds of thousands of hands. Visiting all the Buddha realms, they make the offerings to the conquerors for many eons. They do all this while they settle for small achievements that look good and say, I do not expect enlightenment through making offerings. This is nonsense. Uh, This is the nonsense of those who have little exposure to the teaching. Uh, So uh, um, this is the the next uh, section. で、さちなのは、で、トゥパ、トゥパ、トゥジテトゥデナムド。あ。だいな、トゥニーとはでれじゃ、トゥニー。トゥニーはで、トゥシェシェバガバサ、トゥシェシェバ。トゥシェ。
so here this is saying that one should stop this idea uh, that I'm just making small, uh, I'm settling for small offerings because uh, one doesn't get enlightened through offering. But then they show examples of great beings who uh, are already realized, bodhisattvas and so forth, uh, uh, who make offerings uh, in, in vast um, ways. It says, great beings who have gained control over material things emanate many hundreds of thousands of bodies, each of which in turn emanates hundreds of thousands of hands. Visiting all the Buddha realms, they make offerings to the conquerors for many uh, eons. Uh, they can do all this, so they, they do this, while others are, are satisfied with only making uh, uh, a little bit of offering because they say, I won't become enlightened through making offerings. But these great beings are making these vast offerings all the time. Uh, so we can see the, the difference. Uh, so that's a wrong, uh, it's a wrong idea to have to think that I won't become enlightened through making offerings because we see examples of the great beings who do so uh, for a reason. Uh, so that's the breakdown of the meaning on that. And that's Oh, okay. The dedicating offering is 13. Um, so it says, thus we should do as it says uh, uh, in the Cloud of Jewel Sutra. Study any of the vast offerings and acts of service in the sutras such as these. Uh, and with supreme heartfelt resolve, sincerely dedicate these offerings and acts of service before the Buddhas and the Bodhisattvas. So dedicating these offerings, the dedication of offering in the presence uh, of the Buddhas uh, <coughs> and Bodhisattvas uh, and it says, study any of the vast offerings, and then it gives you examples, offerings of wealth and service. Uh, so uh, the vast offerings and acts of service, we go back, we find offerings of wealth and service. So we find that Lama Tsongkhapa is saying the offerings of wealth and service just presented, we find in the sutras. So study those, uh, and then make them, and then with a, a heartfelt resolve, with a, a, a serious or fierce resolve, uh, then 
dedicate this uh, in the presence of the Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. So we'll go back over it on uh, this Sunday of next week. My first question is on page 201. It okay. says um, in the, at the end of the first paragraph, this is a personal instruction. I'd just like a little bit more information about that sentence. Um, and also, uh, I might have it mixed up, but the virtue that we create is due to the 
enlightened activities of the exalted, exalted wisdom body. Um, why do we create non-virtue then? Or I understand seeds and imprints of karma, but does that make sense? The enlightened deeds of the grasping at true establishment are what causes non-virtue. So Rinpoche is joking, but it's the enlightened, the denzine is the grasping at true establishment. So the act, the enlightened, the activities of grasping at true establishment are what causes the non, non-virtue, or what are the non-virtue. Uh, so going back uh, to, this is a personal instruction. Uh, so we made a, a slight uh, mistake before, uh, but in the future, uh, we're going to go back over this uh, so that it's uh, not mistaken any longer. Um, so one second, I can find this. The lopun pao lung ngama the. I'm gonna find the Tibetan. Kama kaji lopun. One fifty one. This is at one fifty two. The lung kabe samna dumiko. The lung kabare kabiare. The lopun pao. The lopun pao tanda the. She tambala tamba. She <laughs> Nowe and said, 
So Ramachay is just explaining, I went to the wrong section, so I'm just going to translate what he's explaining. He said, I've already explained this, but I gave him the wrong thing to explain. Uh, so it's going back to the fertile field. Uh, even if one has a field uh, and plants something in the wrong time, it's an infertile field uh, 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 no matter what. Even if one makes prayers for it to be a fertile field, it won't be. Uh, uh, likewise, if one just makes prayers to accumulate merit, one won't. One actually has to engage in the planting the seeds of virtue uh, in order uh, to accumulate uh, merit. I'm looking for this specific. I can look at it later. So we're out of time, uh, unfortunately. Um, but Demba Menga. This is the menga garshene menga menga. Then the garshene menga la. So they menga. Injike menga yure. The garshene menga la do. Shingi tola temu menga yenos. Tanga tu gawa gawa mubasa agrota. Shingi tola temu gare tabi jutan sanje kubuntu biju negre madu gawa macho kual kujures. What the kaza shingi tola temu. Uh, so if one doesn't rely upon the field of merit, then whatever virtue one creates is a cause for samsara. If one relies upon the field of merit, then this becomes uh, um, uh, the potential uh, um, to be causes for liberation and for complete Buddhahood. So this is a personal instruction that is given. So this is advice. Rinpoche said it could be called advice also. I see menga can be also lapja. So this is advice that's given. This is what is said. It is said that if one relies upon the field of merit, then the virtuous won't be samsara virtue. Uh, so it's basically saying this has been passed down uh, um, and this has been stated. So sorry that took me a minute. I was just trying to find the word in the English and the Tibetan. We're out of time. Uh, so we'll do the concluding da, da uh, concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. And thank you, everybody, for your patience. <clears throat> the fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well with whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All-powerful Avogateshvara, Tenzin Gyatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, exceptional wisdom and perseverance.